Welcome to episode 365 of We Don't Die Radio. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Well, this is one of our new and becoming famous video episodes. And if you are listening as opposed to watching and would rather be watching, if you go to YouTube, type in We Don't Die Radio, 365 and you will see this episode. But it's quite all right just to listen. Now I am outside as you may be able to tell by either the picture behind me of nature or if you're listening and you can hear the wind blowing and the birdies chirping. Episode 365 signifies that I've been doing this show for, well, it's been seven years, but it's 365 episodes worth. So if you were to start tomorrow from the very beginning, you would have Sandra in your ear for every day for a whole year. It's a milestone. So I wanted to do something different, something not predictable. And I wanted it just to be me. It was me when we started episode one so many years ago. So much has happened. And we did a Sunday gathering just this past Sunday, which was September 26th, 2021. And it was about creativity. And so many people said, I actually look younger. Well, that amazed me as I am a 55 year old woman. But when I learned about creativity and I shared on the Sunday gathering, it's got a whole host of health benefits, not just feeling better, looking younger is part of it, but also how good it is for the brain, how good it is for our hormonal system, really so many things that's good for. Plus, just getting us thinking out of the box, it can really help in our spiritual growth. So today, I thought we could catch up and just let you know where I am, what's going on, what's some of the latest things about the afterlife, and really use this episode as a celebration. You may have been with me for the past 364 episodes, or this could be your first one. It has been a tough journey, and I think our adventure in life is tough and meant to be tough. Before I forget, though, I wanted to just invite you guys to some things. Now, don't worry if you're listening to this five years in the future. I'm sure everything I'm about to say, you can watch the replay of, and there'll be more up and coming great things when you do go to look. First of all, our home base is wedontdie.com. And there you can see our upcoming calendar. You can see all the past shows, both from this show and from my fairly new show on iHeartRadio called Shades of the Afterlife. That's another good show. It's more of snippets of good things as opposed to one solid episode on one thing. There are commercial breaks on that one, which there aren't on here. And I know that's on a different platform and they're really trying to raise the education in the world about the afterlife. So sometimes it takes some sponsors and that's that about that. But you are here today. But if you go to the website, wedontdie.com, there's some big upcoming things for October 2021. First of all, there's an afterlife summit coming up online that is free. It's five days. There's a whole bunch of people talking about the afterlife, some about grief, some about spirituality. Raymond Moody, who coined the phrase near-death experience, he'll be one of the speakers, as well as so many others. So it's free to join. 
However, the only catch is you only get the videos for 48 hours after they air. It's a nominal charge though, if you wanna purchase the whole set. And again, if you're seeing this way in the future, the set is available for a small purchase. Also, every month we have medium demonstrations. This coming Friday, we've got Carrie McLeod and Philip Dykes, which are two of the most heart-centered, authentic, fun, good people, mediums, tutors that I know. And they'll be doing, <clears throat> excuse me, a 90-minute demonstration of their connecting with the unseen world, working with the people in the audience online. Pretty great. We also do monthly five-hour courses, and the one coming up next is called The Underlying Story. So if you have any interest in psychic abilities or medium abilities, you'll want to join us for that. And for people that are already psychics and mediums, you'll get it at a whole different level because you'll gain confidence and you'll actually get to feel and connect with the soul or the spirit person who is behind the communications. So anyways, I wanted to invite you to that. So much more there, but that's it for now. So for today, my mom and I watched a movie on Netflix and it had me thinking a lot about life, death, grief, our adventure called life. It was the Starling, it was called with Melissa McCarthy. And it was a story about a husband and wife whose child had passed. And throughout the movie, Melissa McCarthy was dealing with this crazy starling who was very territorial. Oh my goodness, you see bugs coming through, but you know what? I'm outside, so I don't like bugs, but I did this to myself, right? Anyways, so the movie is about this very territorial starling. And as she's trying to work out the relationship with her husband and go through her grief, this starling has been attacking her and uh, she comes to find out that it is just protecting its nest. It's a heartwarming story, but it got me thinking about this life that we have. You know, when you think of someone who is a marathon runner or a triathlete, it's very difficult, isn't it? The journey that they go on and their um, commitment and then hopefully someday they actually compete and finish what they started. And when they do, I can imagine there is a great sense of accomplishment. And I think our lives are very much the same way. Certainly there are good things. There is beauty. There is joy. There is nature, <laughs> like you see here. But it's very difficult. I was just asking the question a couple days ago, does it ever get easier and it doesn't. So what do I have to say about that? First of all, I know from the past many years, it's actually 25 years that I've been on my journey exploring the afterlife. I know that we go on. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. If you want that evidence, you got to come along the journey with me. You got to do some investigations on your own. Impossible for me to give you in one episode everything I know so that you understand, but I know our loved ones go on in the space that's around each one of us. We have our biggest cheerleaders. They are people that have been here before. They're people that have and still do love you and they want you to have the best life possible. They are people that struggled with their life too. And for whatever reason, their physical life came to an end. They close their eyes. They open them and Lo and behold, they were surrounded by perhaps their parents, their grandparents, their siblings that went before them. Even their pets were there to join them. 
they learned soon enough that they could pick their very favorite age and they could just dream it and be it. All health problems gone, feeling good, feeling alive, feeling young again. People that have children in the afterlife, they grow up in the afterlife. But again, they're only a thought away from being who they want to be. So when it's your time to pass, if they had migrated or transitioned when they were a young child, they could be back at that age so that you could hold them in your arms and be with them as they grow up. The afterlife is a lot like this life, hopefully without the bugs, <laughs> but a lot like this. When we transition, we open our eyes and yes, our loved ones are around, but we're going to find ourselves in a world very much like we're experiencing here. The good stuff that is, not the pain, not the suffering, not the bugs. You know, it's hard for our human minds to get around the thought of the afterlife being real. I think we are designed not to know who we really are. And that is to get the full value of this game called life, which can be very, very painful at times. You know, I'm sitting here on this rock, as cold too, but I'm sitting here on this rock and this rock is from outer space, you know? Where was it originally? Who even knows? I don't know how old the universe is supposed to be. And I know it's ever expanding, something that our minds can't possibly get around. But we are all made of star stuff. If you think of this earth and the elements that are on it, there are a lot, but, you know, basically a few. You know, you've got rock and wood and air and... Um, water and earth and all the elements of earth and out of that absolutely absolutely everything that you can see came from it mosquito <laughs> even mosquitoes somehow came from it so absolutely everything the computer or the ipad or the cell phone that you're watching or listening to this on it's all somehow made of these natural elements. The watch that I'm wearing, the jewelry, the clothes. How is that possible? Not only that, take a look at the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? And you'll realize on a quantum level that we are maybe illusions. Hard to fathom that, but down to the tiniest little cell and molecules and atoms within them that we are all made up of. If we had a teeny tiny little camera inside of one of those at atoms, all there would be is vibrating energy. We are completely invisible. So it's a very hard thing to grasp. And again, I don't think our human minds are meant to. How has the past year and a half been for you since COVID-19 hit in the world? For me, it has been difficult. Mom and I lost our almost 35-year-old catering business. You know, there's always that little hope that we go back in some way, but certainly won't be what it was. We had worked quite a many, many years catering for race car teams and 
It was mid-March 2020 when we got the call to wrap up everything, pack it all up, because we were not going to have the race. And we lost many thousand dollars on all the food we purchased and tent we had set up. And we went home and just waited it out like you, through the fear, through the, the doubt, through all the questions, through all the um, late night snacking and looking in the refrigerator for comfort, through all the YouTube videos and Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, anything and everything to keep our minds together. Well, unfortunately, this virus impacted people in many ways. You know, young children took their lives, adults did, their future was uncertain, jobs were taken. People died of the illness associated, illnesses associated with the virus. And there's been a lot of heartbreak. Grief is a horrific thing. And most of us think about grief when a loved one passes, but it can happen other times as well. For me, losing my job and the uncertainty of it all. There's been some health concerns within the family that have all resolved themselves. So everyone's fine. But scary how life is going to continue. How, how am I going to pay the bills? How is it going to go? What does the future hold? So I'm sure you have been on your journey of uncertainty as well. And when we grieve, we can grieve for the future we don't know yet, for the past that we had. So if you found yourself the past year and a half going on this emotional roller coaster, it's normal. It's very normal, painful, but normal. One of the free gifts I always shout out in these episodes is a copy of my book and the audio, How to Survive Grief. You can find it at that main page at wedontdie.com. Just scroll down and join the email list and there's a pop-up that you get both of them. Chapter 10 is How to Survive Grief. But to be on this roller coaster of emotions is so very painful. But I also believe that grief has the opportunity to crack us all open to be on our spiritual growth. Out in California and other parts of the world, there are these giant pine trees, not anywhere close to what we have here, but giant trees. And it takes a massive fire in the forest to burn them down before in their pine cones they can grow again and produce new life. So I've got, <laughs> I've got a pine cone that just happens to be by my feet here. And just imagine to have any new life coming from this, it would take a huge, enormous fire. With us human beings, grief can be that forest fire that gets us to grow again to get us to grow newly, to have something new come out of us. And so for me, it was before my dad's death and after and during that whole time, which had me really start on this spiritual adventure. Now, it didn't feel pleasant at all. And it's only now 365 episodes later, plus some years, that I can look back on my life and I can see where I was to where I am right now. And maybe you can feel the same way. Maybe you can look at your life and see where you are now, but
But look at the past. And if some of these things didn't happen, you wouldn't be where you are now. And there's these times where you just happen to be at the right place at the right time, that what you say is just what somebody needs to hear. And that came out of your past. That came out of your own spiritual growth. It's interesting how that happens, but our human minds are designed to really live in the present moment as far as believing that what we can see and hear and smell and touch and see is reality. And almost like it's always been this way. How many of us are so used to our technology and can't even really remember on a daily basis what it was like before we had a cell phone? How many of us are old enough to remember when we actually had to get out of our chair or off the couch to turn the channel on a television set? I know there's some people listening or watching right now that are actually saying, boy, when I was young, we all cuddled around the radio and it was a very big deal when the television came out. Well, we human beings are used to what we have now and there is this dynamic that happens that things that are big deals become no big deal. So whether it's for you, the birth of a child or your wedding day or completing that marathon or triathlon or graduating from school or graduating from college or whatever it is you've been proud of, how often does that fuel you to know you're accomplished and you can do anything? Or does that mind of doubt pop in more often than not? I think it's important to remember who we are, where we came from, to empower us that we absolutely can do anything. And today, for episode 365, I thought, let's just shake it up. <laughs> let's go out. Let's go for a walk in the woods. And you know what the first thing that came up to me is there's going to be bugs, Sandra. Well, there's bugs on all of our journeys. There's beauty, but there's little things that stop us. And we often let those little things take over and convince us that our dream isn't possible. Our dreams are all possible. And the good news is, is it doesn't stop here. When we transition to that world unseen, anything that's not finished yet or not even started can be done in the afterlife. Everything. So me, 55 years old, still single, but I'm happy. I'm with my mom and she's the love of my life and I have no problem with that whatsoever. But say that dream pops up of having a great man as a best friend slash husband. Say I want to have children. Say I want to get a dog all possible in the unseen world. But it's very possible here too for those things that we want. Emotions have been tough, haven't they? Especially this past year and a half. And as we crack this egg of spirituality open and we go on our quest, I don't know about you, but it has been a very emotional journey. In fact, I feel more emotional than ever. 
there were times, of course, of breaking down into tears and not knowing what's going to happen next. And that's all a normal part of grief. But I'm talking about other emotions. You know, behind mom's house, we have some bird feeders. And if you've watched some of my Facebook videos, you've met my birds <laughs> and the hummingbirds, and they're beautiful. Well, the past month or so, we have had five turkeys that have been gracing us with their presence. These wild turkeys that are funny to watch, and they like to clean up whatever bird food has been left under the bird feeders. They come every morning, they come every night, like clockwork. And then they use part of the backyard as their runway. And to see these chubby, <laughs> short-winged creatures take a running start, take off, and then land on a branch of a tree to spend the night is hysterical. Same thing in the morning when they come down, it's like an earthquake. You hear such a loud noise, you don't know what it is, it's a turkey. Well, today, only four turkeys showed up out of the five. I woke up to hearing a whole bunch of gobble, 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 gobble. And I thought, what the heck is that? And I looked out my window and there were four turkeys looking up in the trees all around, yelling, screaming to their fifth friend. And they spend about a half an hour doing that. Occasionally they'd peck at the seeds under the bird feeders, but they were looking for their fifth. I don't know the future of that bird. I will have to get back to you on that. Maybe this evening when we have our dinner and we look out, turkey number five will be with them. I will stay positive. But why I'm telling you this is emotionally, <laughs> I felt distraught. I still do for turkey number five. Where is she? Is she safe? May sound silly, but it's how I feel. We were graced with all these hummingbirds, which are miraculous. I had hummingbird feeders up and we saw these teeny tiny little things right by our window. Now, the second and third week of September is the week they leave New England, where I live, and they start their massive trek down to the area of New Orleans, Louisiana. And from there, they do a 500-mile 20-hour non-stop flight to Central America to spend the winter. The little hummingbirds are the last to go. They don't fly in a flock, and inside their instinct, they know exactly where to go. I think that is so amazing. You know, what do we have as human beings, as far as instinct goes, that's left dormant because we're too busy in our minds, not in our feelings. Why feelings are so important to you and me on our spiritual journey is they are the things that connect us to the world unseen. They are the things that connect us to our psychic ability, to our instincts. Thankfully, even though I lost my job and my employment and my income with the catering business, my dearest friends and I started some doing some things online. So we host regular classes, psychic classes and medium classes, and one's called Trance in the Altered States with the famous Scott Milligan. We do medium demonstrations. We do 
special kinds of um, courses, like we had just done a wonderful course on color and using our psychic sense with the great medium Sue Wood. All recorded, by the way, should I be dropping hints that you can join us for those. You can still see them. The thing is, is due to these wonderful people, I not only have been able to get my mortgage paid and the bills paid, thank you friends, but also I have been able to go on a journey with my own spirituality. There's a course on Tuesdays called The Way to Your Spirit, and it is a very private journey with that soul called you, insert your name here. It's a private journey because it is a tough one. So there's topics like forgiveness and, well, so many things on our road really to support you and help you. The psychic and the medium classes have been most helpful because what I didn't realize is our psychic nature is incredibly powerful. You know, I know you you're thinking, you don't know me, but I know you, human to human. You're somebody who has good instinct. You're someone who's has had intuition. You're someone who has said to yourself, gosh, I thought that, but I didn't do it. And I should have done it. I should have listened to my gut. We have it. So where is your gut, that gut instinct? Around your belly somewhere. But we have it. We've been somewhere and the phone rings and you know who's on the other side. Or sometimes you're with someone and you say the same thing at the exact same time. Or you're thinking the same thing. We are tuned in if we slow down. I've taken courses on something called remote viewing, which is extra cool. It's in one of the chapters of my book. But it's quieting your mind and being so present with your feelings and having the intention of what's on my friend's dining room table who lives in Melbourne, Australia. That's a for instance. And while the mind might not be able to see exactly what it is, it can tell color, weight, different things about it. The Stanford Research Institute did an amazing um, project with the USA Central Intelligence Agency and had all these psychic spies that literally remote viewed some places in Russia and different areas and could actually tell what kind of machinery they were building. And it's just amazing things. But where it all comes from and where it all taps into is back into our instinct. <laughs> I had that instinct of a mosquito on me and I was right. What I want to talk about is how to tap more into this instinct. And again, that is your soul, that soul power. You know, we think of ourselves as these human bodies, but within us or around us is this soul, this higher piece of ourselves that is extremely powerful, extremely mighty, has a lot of answers, and is so much more. And this personality that we have and these things that we've accomplished in this life, of course, we get to continue being us in this unseen world. And we we live in the spirit world. But our soul while we're here is what we use to stay connected to it, to it all. To know if somebody feels right, if something feels right. 
And so right now in my life, although I am worried about the turkey, I thought about it today that I being higher, highly, highly emotional now is not a bad thing because getting to know my emotions, I'm getting to know my feelings and getting to know those feelings used in the correct way gets me in tap in touch with my psychic ability and my mediumistic ability. On our Wednesdays and Thursdays in Phil and Carrie's class, they teach us to close our eyes and sit in the power. One of the most powerful things that we human beings can do. I like to relate it to the cell phone that I'm using to record this video right now. If I don't plug it in every day, eventually it will drain and, won't, and it won't work. The same thing holds true for us. And to be able to close our eyes with or without music, but have that intention to tap into the great universe, God, the divine, whatever you want to call it, your higher self, have that intention to be the best human being you can be, to be able to love and to serve and to make this life count. I don't know the answers of what all happens afterwards, whether reincarnation is real, whether it's not, what all happens in the spirit world. We don't need to have the answers now. We can trust that whoever we are in the future can deal with whatever we have to deal with. You know, how many of us worry? I feel like I'm getting off on a tangent, but I feel like I have to go here. When we worry about something, we can spend days, weeks, hours worrying about something. And then when it comes to the time, we do it, we handle it, and then we move on. There's so much that we've worried about in the past that right now we don't even think about because there's something else to worry about. If we can spend more time in the present tense and know that our future self will be able to handle it. Why? Because we've made it this far in life. We've handled things this far. We're going to handle what comes. Now, certainly we need to plan. We need to be organized in things. But spending time in the present moment is so valuable. So one of the practices I like to do when I sit in the power is I like to close my eyes and I like to imagine that within me is this divine spark. Now, actually, the divine spark is not a tiny thing. It's huge. You know, I tend to think our soul and who we are goes so far outside of our body. I do. I don't think it's one tiny little spark. But for my visualization, it is a spark. And it helps me quiet my mind to concentrate it on, concentrate on it. So I quiet my mind. I pay attention to that spark in my belly and I see it grow. I see this beautiful bright light just grow and grow and grow. And there's no rush to have it grow. You let it grow at your own pace and your own time as you quiet down your mind and quiet down your being, paying attention to your breath. And then at some point, this light is so bright, it just needs to escape you. So I imagine it leaving the pores on my whole body and filling up my room with so much brightness. Airplane going by, if you hear that in the background. 
And then for you, whatever your divine nature is, if you want to call it God, for me, I say, I say God, I do, sometimes universe, but I imagine the brightness of the sun, the sun that started somewhere, may end sometime, but certainly not in our lifetimes, but this all-powerful all light. And I imagine that light so bright, and it's also coming into my room, wherever it is I'm sitting. And I just imagine those two lights blending. And then I just rest. Just pay attention to my own breathing. Try to stay calm. If you have to cough, you have to sneeze, you do. It's no big deal. Just pay attention to the breath again. Whether it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes, build up to longer. You'll start to find different things start happening. One great one is you start handling life a little differently. You start thinking and living more often in big picture thinking. And what I mean by that is when something small happens, you don't get all bent out of proportion. You start looking at the bigger picture. You start looking at life being responsible for your life as opposed to there's many times, myself included, when we can feel a victim to it. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't times when bad things happen and people do bad things. They do. I don't think they're all part of a divine plan. I don't. But I do think how we respond helps our soul growth, and it can also help us help another. So as we sit in that divine presence, it recharges us like it recharges our phone. Some of the greatest mediums I've spoken to, and Phil and Carrie are great, top of my list, as is Scott for his trance and physical mediumship. They all attribute their soul power and their psychic, their mediumistic qualities to doing this practice. I think each one of us is designed to be different, unique, so it's not important to try to be someone else, but as an experiment to be the best you you can be. Why not make it a practice? There are times that you see people in your mind's eye float by, and I feel you're tapping into that unseen world where they are. You know, it's easy to think heaven is out there somewhere, but with the vastness of the universe, it's a vibration that is living through everything. So I think we are tapping into their world. We are part of their world. It's our world too, of course, as a human being. But slow down, quiet down. And even like I'm here outdoors in nature, going for a walk, I see two paths in front of me. Which one shall I take? Follow that gut instinct. Follow it. Pay attention to those emotions. In the Wednesday and Thursday classes with Phil and Carrie, we do different exercises, and there's a lot of training that goes with it as far as giving a psychic reading or a mediumistic reading. But when we learn to really understand and feel those different subtle emotions within ourselves, we can use it. So everything that I've seen, everything that I've experienced, everything that I've heard goes into some kind of a reference bank that my soul can use when working with others. 
And although I'm not a practicing psychic or medium, medium, I do like to join in on the occasional class now when I have free time. And the students get to do something really amazing after they've learned their um, exercise for the week is get put in a breakout room online with another person. So even though you just see a computer screen with a person's face on it, you realize that there's no time, space, or distance. You can easily work on somebody halfway around the world and they can work with you as well. We have this agreement with our soul that when we are working and being of service and the other person says yes, so they have to, we have to have their agreement that it's okay to do a psychic reading or medium reading on them. But we have this agreement when we do that all the images and feelings and things we hear, the emotions, we share. Because the spirit world and our soul uses our pictures, our memories, our feelings to tell a story. I just told this story not too long ago, but for me, one of the neatest things that happened working with a lady is I saw in my mind's eye a grandmother, short little thing, short little chubby thing, wearing an apron, and she had this really wiry silver hair. She had glasses on her nose, you know, the old Ben Franklin's. And I could smell and taste and see this big bowl of spaghetti and meatballs. I heard in my mind, I'm not off the boat. I'm Italian. I'm not off the boat. And then I got this image of the dog Toto from the Wizard of Oz. So while anyone else might think those are just some random things that came into my mind, when I said to her, this is what I see, this is what I hear, this is what I smell, she said, her little grandmother used to always wear an apron. She was short, chubby, wore the glasses, had very wiry hair. Her most favorite thing to make was her spaghetti and meatballs. And when people asked her, where she's from. She said, I'm Italian. Not off the boat. I took an airplane. So, my friends, we have to trust what comes up. There are so many times when we feel doubt and insecurity. And the unfortunate thing is when we don't trust ourselves, when we don't have confidence, we shut down that intuitive, instinctual side of ourselves. So whether you're doing a psychic or medium reading or you are living life, I'm here on our 365th episode to help us all trust those feelings, trust your instinct, trust you. If you want to take this challenge and before you go to bed at night, or even right now, take some time and write down some of the accomplishments you've had in life. They don't have to be running a marathon, or they might be, but all those things. You know, for me, one of the toughest times in my life, but also one of the times I'm most proud of is being by my dad's 
sighed as he lived his last six months. I didn't know myself to be a strong person. I didn't know myself to be someone who could handle hospitals and blood and all those things. But I rose to the occasion and I was my dad's champion doing whatever needed to be done for him. I had uncomfortable conversations with doctors and stepped out of who I knew myself to be because taking care of my dad and loving my dad and his health and well-being was more important. So that would be on my list. But write a list for yourself of all those things. Keep it somewhere handy where you can keep adding to it. Because as you go through life and difficulties come, the first thing that'll come to your mind is the doubt, the insecurity. It's always there for all of us, no matter who you are and no long, no matter how long you've been on this adventure called life. It's the first thing that pops up. But take a moment, look at that list. That person can handle anything. And I know who I'm talking to. Talking to you, I'm talking to me. And here's the thing, when we get empowered by who we really are, then that side of us that has so much instinct and so much knowledge and is tapped into our divine power, that part of us can thrive. It can make the right decisions. It can say the right thing in a conversation. Have you ever had this happen to you where you're with someone and you spend so much time thinking about what you're going to say that you don't really listen to what they say? Or have you had the opposite happen? When you are so present and you're listening with all your might to every word they have to say, and you actually are feeling yourself in their shoes, looking at life from their perspective. And doesn't it just happen that the right words come out of your mouth? And sometimes you're shocked. Where did that come from? Well, that, my friend, is because you are tapped into your soul. There's a whole army of divine beings surrounding us. I don't know details about the angelic realm, but I do know we have guides. I believe there are angels, and I believed our loved ones are there. Now, my grandmother, for instance, was, was and is just a beautiful woman. But she wasn't very loud. She wasn't very outspoken. We'd go to a party. She loved watching the young people. She'd kind of keep her mouth shut. My dad, on the other hand, always had something to say. He was right there for a friend and always had advice. So it may just happen when I tap in. I can feel what my dad would have said. Or there are times where I feel that subtle bit of energy from my grandmother and it's time to just sit back, observe, maybe keep my mouth shut or maybe give unconditional love or whatever that may be. So I'm hoping you use our time together on this episode to pat yourself on the back for who you are, how difficult life has been, and yes, there's been some joys, 
but realize that you need to be empowered, have that confidence, take time to slow down, to pay attention to your feelings. We all have this inner compass pointing us in different directions and follow it and see where it goes. Now you may ask me, Sandra, what is my life purpose? Well, you don't just have one life purpose. Well, you do, to live. <laughs> live here as long as you can and experience everything you can. But you don't have a life purpose. Like for me, was it to be a chef? Was it to be a business owner? Was it to hold, on, hold online courses? Is it to be a medium? Uh, is it to be a comedian? You know, I love to laugh. Is it all of the above? I made a beautiful tomato sauce last night. I got to use my creativity and it's delicious. But is that my life purpose? No, there's not one, my friend. You can look to see what you've already been doing, people you've already been with, what you've always enjoyed doing. It's in those moments of service and joy that you can look for common denominators that might lead you into some of the things that you enjoy that may be your purposes, but there's not one. So don't worry. And if you haven't found one yet, it's because you're probably already on it. Look to see who you are. Ask yourself the question, if my friends and family members were around me right now, what would they say about me? See, the problem with being human so often is we listen to this mind of ours, this negative self-talk. <sighs> I wish we wouldn't, but that day will come when we're no longer on the earth plane. But we listen to what it says. Um, gray hair showing, too big, so many things I've procrastinated on and I'll never get it done. Not smart enough, not good enough, not pretty enough. Who will ever love me? I don't matter. All those kind of things. Can you relate? But when you talk to the people in your life, they're going to say things like, oh, you're so independent. I look up at you, be, look up to you because you're so creative. You're so generous. Oh my goodness. You are so funny. I trust you. I trust the words you have to say. You know, if I'm around you, I know everything will be all right. You'll set me in the right direction. You're like my security blanket. You always make me feel good. I want to tell you that who you are is not who the voice in your head says you are. Who you are, really, truly, and honestly, is who other people see you as. And they know you like this because you've been with them. The people that you can be with and just let your guard down, just be free to be yourself, that's who you are. If you're ever having a bad day, set your eyes on somebody else. Do one little thing to brighten somebody else's day. Like I said about in our Sunday gathering, when you can turn to creativity, this force comes within you and helps lead you on your direction. And creativity doesn't mean 
to draw or to write or to journal. And certainly it can. Those are all good things. But even going out for a walk and deciding that, let's just put the phone up here, on clip to a tree, and talk to the people I love. That's creative. And no matter how I felt before starting this recording, I am already feeling like a million bucks during it. Walter Russell once said, God will work with you, but not for you. And that's inspiration. Whether you want to start any big project, like write a book or clean your room, we often feel like we have to wait for that stroke of genius to hit us before we can start going. And just the opposite is true. We take one step in the direction of our dreams or in the direction of something we want to do. And this invisible force says, ah, you're on your journey. Let me help. So slow down. Start the practice of quieting down. You're not alone. If you feel it, you can certainly reach out to me. Email sandrachamplain at gmail.com. There are people silently around you. You can slow down and tap into them. You can reach out. We have a beautiful Facebook community of now over 6,000 people. Introduce yourself. Let us know who you are, where you are. You can even meet some friends that you can get together with. But we all share the same thing. We all come from a journey of probably going through a really tough time, learning about grief, looking for evidence of the afterlife, and looking for ways to reconnect with our loved ones. I know the sun is shining in for those of you who are looking at me. See if I can turn a little bit so not getting all the sun on me. How's this? Better. Our loved ones are around and I wish that when we passed, we got every bit of information about the universe, how it all works, what we need to do to make the lights go on and off, the television go on and off, change channels, but it doesn't work that way. There's still learning and growth to be done on the other side. They say there's a place called the halls of knowledge or the halls of learning where you can go and you can learn anything or you can go back to any time in the past and say you wanted to go to the wild west and see what it was like to live life as a cowboy on the plains and be amongst the buffalo. You can do that. But they can also go and they can learn how to do things like EVP, electronic voice phenomena, how to come visit you in your dreams, how to make things appear. Now, there are times when I do believe our loved ones are able to create something that wasn't normally there. But I also believe there's times when we're present and they can tell us to pay attention. There was a time where I got this little thought in my mind to look at the license plate of the car in front of me. And it said, John D. And those were, that was my dad's first name and his middle initial. And I thought, oh, 
So it was just that little nice thing that said, he's here. He's thinking of me. Sometimes you have numbers that keep popping up. And while it might not be important to research what the number says, it might be important to you to say, what's happening right now? What am I feeling? What does this number symbolize? And again, reach into your belly to feel it. Our loved ones can visit us in our dreams. To me, it doesn't happen that often, but it has on occasion. If you have a dream that's filled with love and you wake up and it seems so real, that's them. If you have one of those dreams, though, and you're fighting and it just doesn't feel good, that's your subconscious. And we all have that as well. Once you start your journey of slowing down, and you can start even right now and today, you can talk to your loved ones. I always say, keep a photograph of them around, that they're healthy, well, happy, might be a younger picture, and talk to them as if they're still here. They are. Now, they're not walking by your side 24-7. They aren't. We all need our privacy, and you get it from them, but they are only a thought away. They're continuing on their dreams and on their journey in the unseen world, but they're only a breath, a heartbeat, a thought away from you and I right now. So if you keep the picture handy or on your phone or something, and you keep talking to them, once they realize that you're looking for them as much as they want to shout out to you that they're perfect, they're fine, they're whole, they're happy. They can work more on their side to let you know that. One of the problems is so often we human beings will try something once and give up on it. You can make an appointment, you can make a date, you can put it in your calendar and show up for it. I know one gentleman who will sit at his kitchen table and have an empty cup as he's drinking his coffee and he'll talk to his wife. He'll close his eyes and ask her to step close by and give a little kiss on the cheek. And doing that practice, you might find with or without the coffee that the more you ask them to step forward, the more you start feeling that subtle little energy. You might even get the goosebumps. Feels pretty amazing, actually. But also pay attention to how you feel. Pay attention to the thoughts that come through. I don't remember the right brain, left brain. I don't think that's important. I know we've got the analytical side and we've got the other side that's more artistic and tapped into the greater reality. And what that signifies to me is if we set aside doubt and we are confident, if we look at those things that have happened in our life and we know how powerful we are, if we start believing in ourselves and trust our feelings, man, we are using our inner compass. And so if we get a memory that comes from out of the blue that we did with our loved one, that's them. If we get the smell of spaghetti and meatballs or the taste in our mouth, that's them. If you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you feel your spouse with you that's no longer here on earth, that's them. There's no guidebook to being human, unfortunately. And I do believe that life is a series of all the experiences that we have 
and they're collected somewhere. We grow as human beings. This might be earth school, you know? There's a way to get an education from reading it in the book, but then when you're on the court, actually out in life, you get it at a whole different level. So I think while things may be great in the afterlife or the before life, and we'll go back home there, certainly we will, there'll be different things to enjoy there. And, you know, things will be physical to us like they're physical to us here, but we don't have the human body. We have a different kind of body. We're meant to really absorb and enjoy here to enjoy the journey as much as we can, to know that the tough times represent spiritual growth and an opportunity to serve someone else. You're a magnificent soul, you, who is either listening or watching right now. You are deeply loved. You've had your share of, let's say, manure that's happened to you in life. I wish sometimes there wouldn't be so much of it, but from everything that you are experiencing, it's an opportunity for your soul to grow. And like I said, better yet, it helps with serving somebody else somewhere down on the journey. Don't be so hard on yourself. Life's been hard the past year and a half has been very difficult, but you're not alone. Like I said, for the marathon runner who crosses that finish line and has that huge sense of accomplishment, we each have that too, or we'll have that once we close our eyes for the last time here on earth and open them to a huge group of people cheering us on in the afterlife. We'll have it and we will understand. Try to not take something so significantly. Trust yourself that you can make the right decisions when you need to, that you don't need to stew about them. Please try not to have guilt. It's a normal thing to experience guilt, but if you think about something and you feel guilty about it, nip it in the bud, try to replace it with something you're grateful for. Guilt has a sneaky way of building up in our minds and we create new neural pathways of feeling guilty. You don't want that. You have to trust that your previous self, your younger self, whoever made what decision at the time did the right thing they knew to do. Anyways, as we conclude this episode, I just want to tell you uh, one of the great things that's coming up. Not exactly sure when, probably might be beginning of 2022. But our friend Robert Lyon, who has is an Emmy award-winning filmmaker, he has finalized his last trip to Brazil, and he has been recording a documentary on the great Sonia Rinaldi. And she is a woman in Brazil who has been reconnecting people with their loved ones through recording voices and through recording pictures coming from static when she films it and she goes through frame by frame, there are pictures there, photographs there. And there's even one where you can see a face and a slowly, a smile comes on the face. 
for, a, for anyone who's grieving to see a picture of your loved one can change your life. But I know there's been a lot of parents that she's worked with too that, I mean, that's the ultimate gift is to know your child is alive and well and growing up in the unseen world. She doesn't work with people one-on-one -on -one unless it's for an experiment. And in the description of this episode, um, I can put you in touch with her Patreon page. It's for people that like to donate to her $5 a month, I think it is. She's never asked for any money. And it wasn't even her idea to create this bit of a monthly fundraiser, but it certainly does help. You know, when people give from their heart and they're not looking for anything in return, those are the people that I've trusted on my journey of investigating the afterlife. And Sonia is one of them. So this documentary will show some scientists, but also some of the parents and people she's reconnected through this process that she uses. And Robert went right down there to Brazil to film her in her laboratory. So for me, she is the number one best evidence of the afterlife being real. There's a lot more. There's 364 more episodes. And as of right now, there's 50 episodes of Shades of the Afterlife. So there's plenty out there, but it takes each one of us being on the court, looking for our own information. Again, you can read things in books and you may or may not learn them, but if you're on the court and living life, you're going to learn them. Same thing holds true for the afterlife. It is very natural and normal to live in a skeptical mind. But you need to know that skeptical mind you can't trust because it normally is telling you some negative things about yourself. So get on the court, listen to some episodes, read books, be with people that understand the reality of the afterlife and can help support you. Come join us on one of our weekly classes or we have our Sunday gathering that's free every Sunday online, 2 p.m. Eastern time medium demonstration within each one, always there to help you live a better week, entertain you a little bit too, but get involved. And like I said, if you happen to catch this before October 11th through 15th, you can, or even after, be part of the online, um, the Afterlife Summit. And again, even if you catch this afterwards, I'm sure the videos will be available for a nominal fee. I'll make sure they're on my website, which is wedontdie.com. And you can click on the store and you can see just about everything. So I want to wrap up this episode really thanking you, thanking you for your time in listening or for viewing. Again, whether it's your first or you've listened to many, you're not alone, my friend. I know your time is sacred and you've been so generous to let me share it with you. I'm a real person. I have been on a horrific journey of grief to belief. How does that sound? <laughs> um, and wherever you are is normal. It's natural. It's tough being human, but I'll give you everything I can to help you move the needle, to tap into your divine self to help you move through grief. And please don't forget, if you'd like a free copy of my book, 
or that how to survive grief, go to wedontdie.com, scroll down. Even if you're already a member of my email list, if you put your name in again, it'll pop up and you get those things as my gift. It says a a few free chapters, but it's the whole book. That's our secret. And if you'd rather listen to the audio book, you can find that at the store link and just put in coupon code free, F-R-E-E. So my name is Sandra Champlain. I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio. And thank you for joining me on a special episode, number 365, as I'm in the woods. So you, my friend, are a very valuable human being. Your life is important. People love you. You've got a whole cheering committee behind you, around you, in front of you. Whatever it is you're doing right now, if you could only see them. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening or for viewing. And we'll see you soon.